Soon it would be too hot. Looking out from the hotel balcony shortly after eight o'clock, Kieran's watched the sun rise behind the dense groves of giant gymnosperms crowding over the roofs of the abandoned department stores 400 yards away on the east side of the lagoon. Even through the massive olive-green fronds, the relentless power of the sun was plainly tangible. The blunt, refracted rays drummed against his bare chest and shoulders, drawing out the first sweat, and he put on a pair of heavy sunglasses to protect his eyes. The solar disk was no longer a well-defined sphere, but a wide, expanding ellipse that fanned out across the eastern horizon like a colossal fireball, its reflection turning the dead, leaden surface of the lagoon into a brilliant copper shield. By noon, less than four hours away, the water would seem to burn. Usually Kieran's woke at five and reached the biological testing station in time to do at least four or five hours' work before the heat became intolerable. But this morning he found himself reluctant to leave the cool, air-curtained haven of the hotel suite. He had spent a couple of hours over breakfast alone and then completed a six-page entry in his diary, deliberately delaying his departure until Colonel Riggs passed the hotel in his patrol boat, knowing that by then it would be too late to go to the station. The colonel was always eager for an hour of conversation, particularly when sustained by a few rounds of aperitif, and it would be at least 11.30 before he left, his thoughts solely upon lunch at the base. For some reason, however, Riggs had been delayed. Presumably he was carrying out a longer sweep than usual of the adjacent lagoons, or perhaps was waiting for Kieran's to arrive at the testing station. For a moment Kieran's wondered whether to try to reach him on the radio transmitter installed by the signals unit in the lounge, but the console was buried under a pile of books, its battery flat. The corporal in charge of the radio station at the base had protested to Riggs when his cheerful morning round-up of old pop songs and local news, an attack by two iguanas on the helicopter the previous night, the latest temperature and humidity readings, had been cut off abruptly halfway through the first instalment. But Riggs recognised Kieran's unconscious attempt to sever his links with the base, The careful haphazardness of the pyramid of books hiding the set contrasted too obviously with Kieran's otherwise meticulous neatness, and tolerantly accepted his need to isolate himself.